Okay, so we'll have uh, just a short time just to look at um, our next commandment from the Ten Commandments. Um, So it's going to be chapter 20 of Exodus and verse 12. Um, And it's going to be that one verse. I'm going to pray and then we'll have a quick look at it. And it says this, Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. I suppose I could read it again, right? Because it's quite short. Honor your father and mother so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. So I pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for this morning. We thank you that we're able, as we uh, looked at Hannah uh, on the stage, uh, that we're able to give thanks for you, for your creation and your desire uh, yeah, to have us uh, share life with you. We know that it's gone wrong, but we thank you that you went even further still then and sent Jesus to come and to rescue us. We want to praise you and thank you for him. And pray now that you'd help us to see that we must call out to him in order for us to be secure. And we pray that you'd show us that now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So I don't know if you're a parent here now, uh, sitting there quite smug. Oh, this is a sermon for the children. Honor your father and your mother. Um, it isn't only for the children, this. Um, it does have uh, implications for the parents uh, in how they bring them up. I don't know if I'll say much about that. We'll see when we get there. Um, but it certainly is to the children. All the children, put your hands up. Put your hands up. Yeah. Okay, all the children, this is big time for you. It really is. Um, and parents, don't sit there smugly, but listen, <laughs> uh, because it does, it does involve you too. Um, so we're going through the Ten Commandments. Um, the next one is do not murder, which is not funny, is it? But it's like, it comes after the honor your mother and father, how your children can drive you, isn't it? To, ah! Um, but we're looking at the commandments. Now the commandments, we fall into this Temptation is what we get taught uh, by hearsay, maybe even from someone in authority over us. We are taught that the commandments are negative, that they are something to be avoided at all costs. Um, I think they used to be put up in schools, but now they're like, no, let's get rid of them. And now the thought that the commandments should be treated like that is just crazy. God in heaven is like, what are you thinking? By looking at these commandments, thinking that I'm going to use them as a stick to batter you into submission, that I'm going to look at them, I'm going to use them in order to suppress your life. Because actually the opposite is true. The opposite to that is true. The commandments are positive. The commandments are for your life. We have dubbed these ten commandments the good life. This is the good life that God wants us to live. Other preachers have done a sermon series called Words to Live By. It's that sort of sense here. When you read the Ten Commandments, these are for your life, these are. They're not to shrink it. They are to broaden it and to give you life to the full. That's what the commandments are about. You see, when you give a negative command, because it is you shall not, isn't it? That's, that's the basis, really, of people going, it's all negative. You shall not, you shall not. But the you shall not totally broadens what you can do. It brings a real freedom and liberty, that does. If he was to give positive command, then your life actually will be confined to that one thing. 
But in doing a negative, in saying, look, you can, you can do lots of things, but just don't do this. Don't do this or it will kill you. Adam and Eve, when they were first created, isn't it? Uh, the, the serpent comes, tempts Eve to take of the fruit. God said, you are free. No one ever really mentions that bit, do they? You are free to eat of all the fruit of all of the trees, except this little itty-bitty tiny one over here. But look what you can do. And that's the commandments. Just don't do this. Kids, honor your mother and father. You dishonor them, and it will be to your detriment. It will kill you. It will kill you, children, if you dishonor your parents. So what does this mean? What does it mean to honor your parents? Who's looking forward to Christmas? I'm looking forward to Christmas. I've got some great gifts I'm really chuffed with uh, that I'm going to give for you because I know they're going to love them. Uh, 31 days, anyway. 31 days, kids, till Christmas. Uh, so there's a bit of time yet till you can have your advent calendars and pull out the chocolates in that. Um, I'm looking forward to Christmas too. But we all, we all, most of us come to Christmas with this sort of like, it's a bit of a, a bargaining sort of thing, isn't it? Of if I've been good, I will get some presents, isn't it? That, that's kind of the sort of like, uh, the kind of like vibe that we get, isn't it? Well, I've got to be good. I've got to be good, otherwise I won't get. So I guess I used to do this. I used to kind of modify my behavior a bit, right? Oh, hang on, Christmas is coming, right? Now let's not kick off too much. Um, let's leave my sister alone. I won't pull her hair or you know, rob her crisps or something like that. But I, I would only do it because of what I'm going to get out of it. And if, if that's you, then you find yourself in good company, yeah? Uh, but it ain't right, is it? It's not right. And you look at this command. What does it say? Honor your father and mother so that, it may, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And you're like... That sounds like a Christmas deal to me. Um, I will honor my mother and father so that, oh, my life will be long. Looking forward to 120 years uh, to enjoy life my way, doing my thing, enjoying my life. Is that what the verse is saying? Is it saying, kids, that when your mom and dad says to you, clean your room, that he's like, oh, I better clean my room. Otherwise, I'm not going to live long. My life's going to be cut short. I don't want that. Let me do my chores. Or if they ask you to tidy your bedroom, and you're like, oh, I don't want to do that. Um, oh, hang on. Remember that commandment? If I don't do what they say, my life will be cut short. Let's do it because I want to live 100 years, my life, my way. Is that what the Bible is saying? It's not. That's not what it's saying. If you live life like that, it guarantees nothing. Well, it guarantees maybe that you a bit less war in the house, maybe, but it guarantees nothing else. What is this verse about? What is the land, um, and what does it mean to live long in the land? You see, it can't mean, can it, that if you're a good girl, if you're a good boy, then you will live like 70 years plus. It can't mean that, can it? Because who was the best man who has ever lived? Who was he, children? Who was the best man who ever lived? Dylan, is that a hands up? Go for it. Jesus, that's right. Hands up, who knows what age Jesus died? Noah, do you know? 33, dead right. Yeah. Now, if we go on this logic, isn't it, that here we are, 
I'll, I'll honor my mom and dad so my life may be long in the land. I think something went wrong with Jesus then, right? It's like he, he couldn't have been as perfect as we think he is. He must have done something because he dies at 33. Hands up if you know how John the Baptist died. How did John the Baptist die, Tom? He got his head chopped off. That's right. Yeah, I like the, like, I like the intonation there. He got his head chopped off. His life was cut short. You see, it's not about living long in this life. Yeah, so, so kids, you can't be doing that now, isn't it? Of going, oh, I tell you what, I'll honor my mom and dad. Oh, I'll, I'll do what they say in order to live long. It, that doesn't work. It doesn't work. What the land is talking about here is the land that will be purged of all sin. The land that at the moment is groaning as if in pains of childbirth. Now, you may not remember this when you were born, but your mum was groaning. Your mum was screaming. Your mum was in a lot of pain. And the Bible says that the whole of creation is like that. The groaning of creation, all that is going on in this world with the flooding and with the earthquakes and with volcanoes and with weird weather, it's all saying there's something deeply wrong. We are groaning. And they're groaning for a day. The creation is groaning for a day when it will be liberated. Liberated. Because when we turned our back on God, when we, when we said to him, no, I want to be God, then everything was affected. Our lives and the life of this whole world. It was subjected to frustration. That is a good word, that. Because that's a word that describes our life outside of a relationship with God frustration. The whole creation are groaning. That is the land that we're talked about here. You live long in a land that one day is liberated. Is liberated. Where all that groaning stops. That's the land that's talked about. Jesus says this in the Sermon on the Mount. Do you remember this? It says, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Jesus is talking about a day, a day that as he looks at the people who love him and trust him, those who, who will say, Jesus is my savior, those that the world around says, you are weak and you're pathetic and I'm going to oppress you and I'm going to treat you bad. Those people, he says, don't worry about that. Don't worry. Don't worry in school if you're getting bullied for being a Christian. Don't worry if people are having a pop at you and opposing you in school because you say, I love Jesus and I want his character made in me. Don't, don't worry. The meek will inherit the earth. Psalm 37 is where Jesus quotes from. In saying, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Jesus is quoting from Psalm 37. If you read this later on, verses 9 to 13, you will see how the world around looks for opportunity to oppress those who love Jesus. But he says this, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the land. The land. The land we're talking about is that new creation. When Jesus does come back, he comes to liberate us from sin. Do you remember that? There is a day when all creation... That, that song there is told us being lifted up, changed in the twinkle of an eye, staying here on a new heavens and a new earth. All sin gone. All sin gone in us. That is the day that this verse is talking about. 
It's a great verse for Christmas. Kids, you want to learn this over Christmas, it'll be great. And it's from Romans, and it says this, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. That is a great verse for Christmas, that is. That really sums up what this is, this commandment. The wages of sin is death. Kids, you're going to die. You're going to die. Me uh, and the family, we went uh, to West Wales in the summer, went um, to St. David's Cathedral. Lovely building, isn't it? Great, quite impressive. But me and Jacob and Mel, we walked around the graveyard outside, and he was trying to read. Read the, the deaths, the ages of the people who died. There, there were children of all ages on those headstones. Children, you're going to die. You're going to die. Adults, you are going to die. God looks at our life. He says, your life is a mist that is here in the morning and then gone by lunch. Compared to his existence, that is ours, like a mist that just disappears. And he looks at us, and what we want out of life is lovely Christmas presents. We want... Um, riches, property, you know, that, and that's, that's the way it goes for us, isn't it? We want all these earthly treasures, and he's up there going, are you mad? Are you crazy? When the wages of your sin is death, and you spend all your life trying to amass these things, and trying to enjoy all of these things, yes, 120 years, if I get to that, and I get to live my life my way, with all of my stuff, that will be life for me, and God's like, you're nutters, that is not what life is about, why isn't the agenda of your life, kids, to listen to your mom and dad as they tell you about Jesus, why is that not the thing about your life? Why isn't the thing about your life to listen to your mom and dad as they tell you that you're a sinner and that you are away from God and that is not good, but Jesus has come to save you and to give you life? Why don't you talk about that? Why don't you ask them more about that? Why is a remote control car more important than that? Why is playing on your bike more important than that? You see, God wants us to live long in the land. He wants us to have a place there. He said, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. And he wants that place to be inhabited by you. The new heavens and the new earth. Kids, if you listen to your parents as they tell you about Jesus, you will have eternal life. Because they will tell you, like Sam's mom told him, call on the name of the Lord. You listen to them as they tell you that, and you do it. You call on the name of the Lord. You'll have a place in the land. That is eternal life, that is. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. And you see, parents, this is where, like, there's a bit of an application, isn't it? We are parents of our kids, right? And we've got this, we've got this responsibility, but also this, this power, haven't we? We've got a power to influence our children, that's the way it's designed, isn't it? We don't, we're not abandoned. People who abandon as children, it's very difficult for them. But as you grow up, you, you're nurtured by your mum. You are taught by your mum. You are taught by your dad. They have a molding influence upon you. So parents, what are we doing? 
What are we doing? When we set up our homes and our life together as a family and give our kids an agenda that is not this one, what are we doing? Why is it that we, we have so, much thing, so many things to say about their education, so much to say about how we live now to give them a, an inheritance when we die? This is the inheritance that we ought to look at our kids and say, we want you to have this. This inheritance, a place in the land. That is what this is on about. So kids, honor your mother and father. To honor your mother and father is to listen to them when they tell you about Jesus and do what they did. Call on the name of the Lord. That's what this commandment is about. Honor your mother and father. As they tell you about Jesus, don't despise it. As they sit you down, they turn the telly off and they want to tell you about Christ and the good news about what he has done. Don't despise it. Don't make it difficult for them. Honor them by trusting in the one they are pointing to. That is how you keep this commandment. So can you see this? By not keeping this commandment, it will be death to you. It will be. The Bible says that Christ is our life. The Bible says that anyone who doesn't trust in the Son does not have life and the wrath of God remains upon them. To not honor your father and mother as they tell you about Jesus is to elect the way of death. So I'm not going to go to Jesus with my sin. I'll bear my sin myself. And you will. You will. The wrath of God remains. But see him in it in Jerusalem. See him as he goes to the cross. Oh, see him as he willingly and gladly takes all of your wrong, all of your sin, and he is punished in your place. Do you see that? The blood shielding sinners from the wrath of God. He's done everything, everything to, to save you from God's wrath, to save you from an existence without him. Honor your mother and father when they say, call on Jesus by doing it, by doing it. Your parents can't make you Christians, and they know this. They can't make you Christians. But if you've got parents who are Christians, you should be one. You should be one, because you should have listened to them when they have said, call on Jesus. You should be one, because you want to honor them. Honor them, listen to them as they tell you what your issue is. You're a sinner. And there's ample evidence for that, isn't there? Ample. How many of us look on, isn't it, at the younger kids? Poor, we say poor parents, isn't it? Because the kid is kicking off because he wants to do something that the mum and dad are saying, no, you're not going to do it. Ah, I want to do it. Rah! There's evidence there. We're, we're all a bunch of sinners. Honor your mother and father by trusting the one they are pointing to when they say, trust Jesus, the one who can save you from your sins. And you will live long in the land. Hear that Jesus is going to come back. There'll be a trumpet blast, a call from the archangel, which will be calling time. And he will come back. And they, some will be taken away from the earth, never to be a part of it. For those who have trusted him, a home, a home wherein lives justice and righteousness. 
death is dead. Death is dead. No more crying. No more sorrow. The life that we were meant to live now can be realized entirely. There is a day that is coming that he will do that. The question is, are you a part of it? If you're not a child here, and maybe you've got had Christian parents who have told you about Jesus, then honor them. Honor them by calling on him. And if you're a child here, you haven't got any Christian parents, oh, Jesus wants you. And you are here right now for this purpose, to hear these words, that whoever calls on him, he will never drive away. He wants to accept you in. If you're an adult here, never had Christian parents to tell you this, he has set up the whole thing of the church on earth, a local church who will want to witness to you about the life that is in Jesus, that there is hope for those who are sinners. And that is what we're doing today. So listen to him, call on him and be saved. All you ends of the earth, isn't it? Isaiah 45. Every single person he wants and he has died for, so there's no excuse. No excuse why you can't find a home on that day. Shall I pray? Lord Jesus, please help us to realize that you want to give us life. These commandments are here. Uh, This one in particular shows us that we may not have honored our parents, that we have broken it. Yeah, and there's problems in that, but help us now um, to trust you. Help us now to obey this commandment, to honor maybe the mother and father who taught us that we would trust in you, Jesus, for our life and for our forgiveness of our sins and for eternal life. Oh, that long life in the land is an eternal life, which just blows our mind. But pray that we'll do this now so we have a place there. In Jesus' name, amen.